Happy New Year, Insiders. Before we get to our episode on how to deal with skip balls and inclement weather, we wanted to remind you all to please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to leave your social media handle in your review. Once we get to 150 reviews, we will be doing another prize giveaway, and you can't be eligible for our Insider of the Week feature if you haven't left a review. Thanks again for all your support, and on with the show. Welcome to Inside the 18's bonus edition. I'm Michael Madgett. With me is 99 World Cup champion Saskia Weber. And uh, honestly, you still had a few minutes and we're like, you know what? We're just going to film a little bit more. We're going to film a little bit more and we're going to get one of these topics that a lot of people have been asking us uh, about uh, for a while. And we're like, you know what? Saskia uh, obviously always has an opinion on things. <laughs> So uh, we're going we're gonna to get her opinion on this. This is true. Uh, basically what happened is a lot of people have been reaching out and they've been saying like, you know, how do you deal with skip balls? And I'm like, I don't know what you mean by skip balls. Do you mean like by distribution skip balls? They're like, you know, when like a ball hits the ground and it starts skipping. I'm like, okay, now I know what you mean. So intentionally a ball is redirected. Uh, it hits the ground either on a pass or a shot. Uh, let's basically break it down to people, Saskia. What is a skip ball? So parents out there listening understand because I don't know what I'm saying. So, you mean a ball coming in? Yes, a ball coming in, okay. yeah. Um, Neither one of us know. <laughs> well, it's, it's difficult to deal with, okay. okay, because sometimes the height of the ball off the ground, the pace of the ball off the ground, there's several ways that you want to handle this. If, it, if it's off a shot, I mean, the front smother is obviously very popular, um, which I agree with, but I think all, all keepers should be able to just bend over and pick up the ball as well. You don't always want to have to go to the ground. And I think, um, like I said, there's several ways. Deal. One of the hardest ways deal um, skip balls to deal with is the one that is kind of right next to your foot. Ooh. Okay, so it's too quick for you to kind of shuffle. You can't really kick your legs out and get your hands down. Again, that's a front smother, but you have to learn how to kick your leg around and kind of do like a side front smother. See, that's a, that's a thing for, for me. Like a lot of times kids will be like, well, I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do right there. <laughs> They, they well, say that to me all the time. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do right there. I'm like, I can't control where the ball goes. Like, right. And I can't control how the ball gets hit. And there's absolutely nothing wrong within that situation throwing your body and going into that side kind of scoop shape. Uh, you know, Because, again, it's what keeps the ball out of the net. It's the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, this is weird because I wish we had, like, visually I could show it to you. Like, I'm like, where's... where's well, I think we're just going to get up right now and just have a little session. <laughs> right. No, it, it, it's something that has to be practiced. 100%, because it happens a lot. Um, I think uh, one of the best, I practice it with my kids, so I'll do, I'll do a build-up, whether it's just dealing with a ball that skips in, that um, I'll, I'll vary the, length, the height of the skips, so that you have to figure out, am I doing a front smother here? Am I, am, is it coming into my midsection? Is it bouncing up? So, like, you don't know. Um, then I'll move them left to right, um, figuring out in close, left to right, same thing, varying the heights of the skip, um, and then wider, and then turn it into a skip ball that turns into a collapse dive. Yeah. Now, let's talk about different surfaces, okay? Because this is another question that I get all the time, and they go like, well, it's different on turf, or it's different. <laughs> I it's love different how he used to make kids sound. Well, that's, that's what kids <laughs> sound like to me, apparently. They're all, they're all full of themselves, so they, they all know the better than I do. <laughs> they all sound like Goofy, apparently. Um, no, because uh, there are obviously different types of surfaces. Absolutely. So how, how do you determine how the ball's going to skip after it makes contact on the different surfaces, are there are there special ways to do this, or do you kind of just have to get used to those different surfaces? Every surface is going to be different. Okay. Um, whether it's it could be it could be raining out, 
okay, so now the turf is going to, it's going to be quicker. Um, it could be really raining out, and now the grass is going to be really slow. <laughs> so I think, I think um, part of your preparation in practice, and for a game especially, is work on, check out the surface. You know, part of your warm-up, throw, I always make sure I throw some skip balls in um, to the kids so they know, they can kind of get a read on it. Um, to see, okay, this is the ball's moving really fast off this turf. So I, you know, I'm going to have to kind of lean in even more and be a little more proactive um, on this ball because it's going to be boom. It's going to be moving. Yeah, I've I've had actually that sometimes so the opposite thing happen where like kids will be like, well, I train on turf and then we play it on the grass. I love how that's my kid voice. That's that's the dude. <laughs> that's, that's this one guy apparently, <laughs> and he's always like this. We play on the grass. It's the guy that's and always like, out of position. And then every time, it, every time it hits the ground, it slows down. So like, I don't understand. Like, what am I supposed to do? Well, then what are you doing? Are you waiting for the ball to come to you? So then you're being reactive and not proactive. Exactly. You should be leaning forward with your energy forward. If the ball slows down, go get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, that's actually a really good point. <laughs> like, are you just going to let it sit there and just yeah, stare at it? That means you're just sitting here going, well, what's it going to do? Like, you have to start You have to start reading the game and everything s- sooner. Mm-hmm. And that comes from practice. And I'm sorry it comes from practice because yeah. you don't know how often this is going to happen in a game. So if you're not, if you're not training it and practicing sometimes, it, you need to spend 20, 30 minutes on this situation in practice. And I, I don't take the turf excuse and the grass excuse and everything. I mean, are the MLS players going like, well, we played on grass this weekend and next week we play on turf? See, I can't. If you're Slatan Ibrahimovic, you are apparently. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I can't do the voice. <laughs> we played on the. <laughs> yeah. Played on turf and. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not get over it. Do that. Get over it. You have yeah. to adapt. It's um, you have to adapt. Sometimes you're going to play on really bad fields, um, and it's going to take bad bounces. Again, the number one thing to do with it is to be proactive. I will keep using that word. Be proactive. Lean into the ball. I feel like it should become a buzzword, like proactive. Proactive. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an acne medication. I, I was too. just about to say I think it's an acne medication. <laughs> so it's sort of be very proactive and not reactive. Maybe I'll get a sponsorship. How amazing would that be? Glove <laughs> so we have absolutely no affiliation with any glove sponsor whatsoever. No, although. but proactive, give us a call. Yeah. Um, so lean into it, attack the ball, and if you do that, you also want to get the skip as, in my opinion, as close to coming up off the ground as possible. So that's why you want to lean into it and get it. Because the higher that bounces up off the ball, it's going to be much more difficult. It's yep. more difficult to control. It can come up, go hit off your arm, right? Hit off your face, hit off whatever. Get it. It's like boom, boom. Get it right off the ground. Okay, so let's let's talk about weather now because this is another excuse that I'm given all the time. Never rains here. No, it rained. <laughs> so I don't know how to deal with this. So I think I'm personally what I'm going to start doing is just getting slip and slides and like putting out a hose out there and just having balls go on the slip and slide and seeing how they. I think how my they roommate asked me one, such a California girl, like. Um, you guys play in the rain. It is raining. I'm like, oh, we play soccer in the rain. <laughs> like, you're so, well, in California. Well, you're you're miscompetitive. Like, I saw like your post this weekend. Like, you're like, am I a little too competitive because I've been like, essentially like working on my like softball mitt? Yeah, because like, I went to play softball. <laughs> I popped out. You were like conditioning dragon. it the night I before. I did. I am competitive. Um, weather, <laughs> weather is. If you live in a place where you don't have a certain lake here, like Southern California, it doesn't rain that much. Yeah. It's true. And a lot of times when it does, we get kicked off the field. But um, it's something that you have to be prepared for, period. The whole team does. Yeah. I mean, you might go play and end up playing in a college. And I mean, obviously, this will be one of your decisions as well, too, when yeah. you decide what school you want to go to. But like, if you grew up in Southern California and then all of a sudden, you know, Syracuse is interested in you, like, <laughs> hey, guess what? There's going to be some situations there. Yeah. Lake no, effect. it's true. And it, 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 you have to be adaptable. 
Um, I'm not saying go like, you know, wet hose down the field or something like that. But th the truth of the matter is, is that it's going to happen and you just have to be prepared for it. Okay, so let's talk about when the ball actually hits the ground. I always tell people that kind of you need to have that reset when the ball hits the ground because it's almost essentially like a second ball now. Because the ball had a certain flight, the ball hits the ground, and now it's going to take a different movement. Um, what if you're still moving from the initial movement of the flight? Like, how do you deal with that? So if it's like a like a deflection kind of? Kind of. So like the ball's hit, but rather than going clean, it's it's on it's 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 going and then all of a sudden it just kinda takes a touch and kinda resets before so it was going on frame, right? Right. And instead of it actually hitting the goal, it ends up hitting the ground early and now it's you have to reset because now the ball's taking well, I a think, different Well, I think trajectory. we even saw that in our previous episode. Yeah. Like, um, you know, you have to have control of your body. So instead of totally committing to things, like it's that leave late, arrive early, like, you know, you got to – it's a hard thing to do as a goalkeeper is change direction and change a situation in mid-flight, yeah. let's say. Um, and it's 100% focus, eyes on the ball, um, and um, control of your body. I know this sounds crazy, but – this, this has happened to me once or twice playing goalkeeper, but the more you focus on a ball, and nobody's going to believe this or anything like that, but you, if you're fully focused on a ball, it slows down to me. Like, it, it doesn't matter. How, like, you're looking at me like you're crazy. Like, I'm serious. It's No, I, I'm, looking it's at, I'm looking at you like I love, I wish I had that ability. Like, can you give me those powers? I want, <laughs> I want it, those, it, those, those supernatural powers. But it's total focus, and it's, it, you're like in your Zen place, and if you're following the ball with your eyes and knowing what's going on, that ball's not moving very fast. You, and you, that's when you, and you have total control of your body, your energy's for it, you can switch it up. And that's, that's the best advice I can give you. Just make sure you're focused. You know, this is going to happen. And practice it, because we do it, we, you know, we do change of direction drills um, with my kids, whether some people bring cones out or garbage cans or whatever you can do, or I do it with I have people, um, players in front, just going back and forth, redirecting, balls dipping in and everything. You mean like when you go to those shooting galleries like at the carnivals and stuff and like the ducks yeah, are going by? Yeah, like I that. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just have players right. doing that. <laughs> yeah, I've taken out a couple kids doing that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but they love it. And then you play the rebound as well. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. It's a good visual. Though. All right, let's talk about um, using other size balls because a lot of coaches like to use other size balls to mm -hmm. deal with these, these skipping situations and to work on those reflexes and stuff. How do you feel about tennis balls or, or size four balls or anything? Like I that. use tennis balls. I use size fours okay. sometimes because the size fours and fives are all mixed in my bag. But um, no, I definitely do, and it's it's about training the eyes. It's eye hand coordination, and um, I it was all you know Tony DeChico, um, he he used tennis balls on on us on me, and um, I thought it was a great. We even used little jugglers um, when I was oh young. really yeah little jugglers wow yeah okay. so we used everything and we just built up. It's great great for reaction. Uh, hand coordination, everything. I, I have at it. How about bowling balls? You ever do bowling balls? <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not one. Okay. <laughs> no. Although I do know the story of like at a, at a summer camp. Uh, actually, it was actually a soccer plus camp years ago. Uh, I, I don't know if I should be saying this on the air. But basically, one kid was, let's just say, mouthing off to one of the coaches a bit much. And I don't know if you remember, they had the med balls there. Oh, yeah. And the med, med balls, balls, they looked like the soccer <laughs> balls, except for they had a red dot on them. Yeah, I remember them. So this guy, he... Uh, white it up, white it out. Oh, the no. red dot. <laughs> He's like ready, and he just <laughs> hammers this med ball at this kid, and it just goes. Ah. He goes flying everywhere. We had fun at soccer plus. Oh, soccer! I plus. got I got banned from using the, the jugs machine. 
Those are scary. Yeah, exactly. You can hit those really fast. Yes. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Let's just say I hurt some people. I would love to have a jug machine, though. Like <laughs> That'd be so cool. Off track. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, okay, let's talk about crosses that hit the ground and bounce up because this is also another really difficult situation for kids in regards to... And it happens a lot. It happens a lot, yep. especially at the younger ages where they miss read the flight of the ball or even the younger kids where they can't head the ball. They're not allowed to head right. the ball. And the ball actually it isn't just reaching into the box far enough yeah. to get to, for the for the young kids to come and get it. So it usually bounces. Yeah. So what's the best way to deal with these? Because I, I, personally, I find them more difficult than actually just a flighted cross. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I think, um, again, I, I'll keep coming back to this. I practice it. But I practice it all the time with with um, my kids bouncing balls and how, and the timing is a little different on it. You have to hold your first step, see where the ball's going to land, and see what happens. You kind of you have to wait, knowing that you're not going to get to it and smother it really quick. You have to kind of take a pause, wait, and watch the new height of the ball and where it's going to come down. Because it's almost like another ball just played up in the air, right? Yeah, but the problem is, is now it's it's kind of coming down a little slower. It's not that cross that's coming in that you can hold and kind of catch through traffic. A lot of times these balls come down in traffic. You're going up in traffic. To be honest with you, from a personal standpoint, they're the ones that scare me the most from an injury standpoint. Because especially, you know, at the, at the higher levels when you're old, you know, an older player <laughs> – is those those players they have the advantage because they're now they're coming into the ball and you're and waiting you're, you're waiting for the ball mm -hmm. you're waiting so you're jumping literally into them attacking right. the ball right as opposed to you jumping through them on a cross yeah on a cross you're timing you're coming leave late arrive early you jump through them yeah on this it's literally coming straight through. so some of the worst neck injuries I've had is in these situations I mean think right about here. it field players think about it like a punt over like a, a side volley or a drop kick you can flick on a side volley and a drop kick a punt's coming straight down and everybody's around you yeah so it's a very different ball to deal with this same thing off this bounce high ball yeah i would just say you know really gather yourself go up um strong in the crowd so now what about using rebounders or deflectors to simulate the ball skipping um or is this a different type of flight is a deflection a different type of flight in your opinion than a skip um i think a deflection's different okay. in the sense that it's a deflection can go more laterally okay whereas a skip is coming off the ground still still penetrative still coming at you okay um uh, a deflection literally a deflection is you can be standing here and then you have to dive to your right and i think the skip is more coming in straight at you and then hitting the ground and still coming at you it's, it's a bit different movement on the ball you know it was, it was funny i was talking to a younger goalkeeper you know a, a few days back and they were saying to me you know i was watching the highlights of the champions league and a lot of the goals that are scored in the Champions League, they're mo a lot of times they're off deflections. And mm -hmm. I said, yeah, because that is that's one of the literally one of the only ways sometimes to score on these goalkeepers. They're so darn good. Right. Their positioning is so good. Their defense is so organized and stuff that if it's if there's not that kind of like that um, that curveball that's thrown into it, then then those balls are being kept kept out of the net. But that's also part of the the reason for uh, certain players is to just get something on it to redirect that ball so you can beat the keeper. Yeah. And just like a keeper, just even if you get a finger on the ball, you're gonna you could make the save a little like a nail. Same with a field player. Yeah. You just get like a shoelace on it. It's gonna change that pace of that the way that ball's coming in. And that's a goal. Yeah, you know, I, I always love those, like, when they get end up getting those, like, goals. I was like, so-and-so scored a goal. I'm like, mm, that, that person did everything. <laughs> that, that, that other person just happened to have, like, an, like an ear near the ball. Exactly. Like. <laughs> but it's true. That's how majority of the goals are scored. No. Um, it's very true. So let's, so let's talk about using rebounders and deflectors. Is that something that you like to do with your training sessions? I use more with it with um, 
I use people more. Okay. I use players more. Well, we, we talked about the I shooting know, gallery. I, I use my ducks. Um, because I th- it's just more realistic. Okay. And the thing with the rebound, if there's nothing wrong with using rebounders and deflectors. And a lot of times you don't have the extra players to, to, to use in training. Sometimes it's just one-on-one and you want to go over these things. I find that when you can use, if you have two goalkeepers and one goalkeeper is, you know, my duck going back and forth, um, that it simulates, because there's more to a deflection. There's a whole body that you're seeing with people running by. It's not just like a little piece of thing on the ground and it's going off or deflecting. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you can't see the ball because a player comes running in front of it and just redirects it. Yeah. So I personally like using other players. Yeah. I just like shooting balls at kids really hard. (laughs) (laughs) What about like holding those those deflectors like you know the ones that like you hold in your hand and like you let that let the ball pounce off and like hit another player and all that stuff or like I've never used those. Have you ever used water bottles? You ever done water bottles? Um, no, I've done cones. You've done cones. I've okay. done cones, garbage cans, um, the big cones though, yeah. like the big pylons. Yeah. That okay, like, those, those the traffic cones, like the, traffic the construction cones. ones. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> not the little ones. Okay, you just go, you just go out into a construction zone and you go, hey guys, don't mind me. <laughs> yeah. Goalkeeper I, training. Yep. They're like, I gotta they're need like, some of your cones. They're like, because they're, they're, they're nice and heavy, and if you hit it, like it really goes crazy. The little ones. Yeah, why don't they sell that? They should sell those in like sporting goods stores yep. and stuff like that. Because try to s- snag some from the local construction site. I actually, I'm not going to name which MLS academy I was at, but I was at an MLS academy, and they literally the the goalkeeper coach for that for that academy went out to the street and grabbed a couple of those cones. Yeah. And like hurled them onto the field, and he's like, "All right, guys, use these." Yeah. And the they kids literally good. were like, "They work good." They didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. They were they were like, "They're like, are you serious?" So like, oh, "Do you want us to jump over this?" Like, "What are we doing with these things?" It's like, "No, you're gonna see what we're gonna do with these." Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Before we, I know you got to get over to your your, your training session because uh, you're a real professional coach. Um. <laughs> as opposed to me, who's gonna be doing more editing. Um. Uh. What are your final thoughts or or, or final ad- pieces of advice to to any either young goalkeeper coaches out there who are working with uh with goalkeepers who are having trouble with skip balls or any young goalkeepers that are having difficulty, you know, dealing with these types of balls? Um, I'm, I'm just going to keep reiterating this. And I, I know, you know, we cu- we're cut from the same cloth. You got you to gotta train. You got to train. This isn't something that you can, like, touch upon once for 15 minutes um, in a practice, and then that's the end of it for the season. This is, so, this is part – skip balls and everything are part of my warm-up for my keepers. They are pretty much a part of every single practice in one way or or another because it happens all the time. And so you have to keep going over, over, over this stuff. Goalkeeping and goalkeeper training is is repetitive. It consistently over the simple things, the basic things, catching, holding on to the ball, boxing the ball, crosses, skip balls, diving. It's the same thing over and over again. Yeah, that's, see, that's why you have to listen to this podcast, too, to keep it entertaining. For No, I'm absolutely <laughs> kidding. Uh, goalkeeping is a discipline, uh, but it's also a lot of fun. And the thing is, is that I like the, the fact with your training sessions is that you make sure that all the variables are game-like, which means that things don't happen like black and white. Correct. You know, uh, you ha- there's a many shades of gray because there's all different variables that happen in the game. So uh, for those of you guys in Southern California who are getting ready for those three days of rain that we get this year. Uh, <laughs> go out and practice skip go balls. Go out and practice rain. skip balls. On turf and grass. On turf and grass. Uh, all right, guys, contact at InsideThe18Media.com if you have any guest suggestions or topic ideas. Uh, thanks for joining us for this bonus episode uh, during the rainy season right here. <laughs> uh, I've been Michael Majid. Uh, you can reach Saskia Weber uh, at Saskia Weber, I believe. Yep. On, on all Instagram social medias and uh, Facebook. All right, there we go. All right, get to your session. We'll see you later. All We're right. out. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.